तो ले दे के अब ये हिंदी वाला अभियोग रह गया आपका तो ऐसा है तिवारी जी मैं समझती हूँ कि आपको बहुत मोह है अपनी मातृभाषा से मगर थोड़ा हिंदी भाषा का इतिहास अगर आपने पढ़ा होता तो ये शिकायत भी नहीं रहती आपको स्वर्गीय श्री बोस से और शिकायत शब्द के प्रयोग से शिकायत मत कीजिएगा क्योंकि यूपी सरकार के शिकायत विभाग में भी शिकायत के लिए शिकायत शब्द लिखा हुआ है टू बिगिन हिंदी दी शुद्ध हिंदी डियर टू अ लॉर्ड ऑफ हिंदी भाषा प्रोपोनेंस इज बेयरली वन सेंचुरी ओल्ड और वन एंड हाफ एट मोस्ट इट एग्जिस्टेड एज खड़ी बोली स्पोकन इन राजस्थान पंजाब डेली रीजन यूपी बिहार एंड बंगाल इन दी वैष्णव रीजन ब्रजी स्पोकन बेसिकली दी नदर्न बेल्ट फ्रॉम वेस्ट टू ईस्ट बट नॉट एज दी प्रेजेंट संस्कृतिक स्टाइल ऑफ स्टैंडर्ड हिंदी अपार्ट फ्रॉम दिस देर वर अ होल लॉर्ड ऑफ संस्कृतिक डायलैक्ट्स रजी मैथिली मेनी बेंगोली राइटर्स यूज टू राइट इन मैथिली टैगोर ऑल्सो कंपोज इन मैथिली देन अवधी राजस्थानी भोजपुरी बघेली कन्नौजी एंड देवनगरी स्क्रिप्ट वॉज यूज फॉर ऑल ऑफ दैम एक्सेप्ट पंजाबी विच इज ऑल्सो बेसिकली अ डायलैक्ट ऑफ हिंदी बट हैड एन एडिशनल स्क्रिप्ट गुरमुखी एंड ऑल ऑफ दीज हैड अ लिटरेरी ट्रेडिशन बट दे वर डेफिनेटली नॉट इन यूज फॉर एनी फॉर्मल ऑफिशियल लीगल और एकेडमिक पर्पज फॉर दोज पर्शन वॉज यूज खड़ी बोली वॉज कॉल्ड बाई द मुस्लिम्स हिंदुई और हिंदी और हिंदुस्तानी फ्राम विच दी उर्दू लिटरेरी ट्रेडिशन अरोज एज डिस्टिंग्विश फ्राम ब्रजी एंड अवधि एंड मुस्लिम राइटर्स ऑल्सो यूज टू राइट इन ब्रजी एंड अवधि एज डिड हिंदूज इन हिंदुस्तानी बट इन अरबिक स्क्रिप्ट विच बेसिकली वॉज उर्दू सो दर फैक्ट इज हिंदुस्तानी इज इक्वल टू हिंदी इज इक्वल टू उर्दू वेदर यू लाइक इट और नॉट नथिंग एक्सेप्ट वोकेबुलरी डिस्टिंग्विशेज दैम अ ग्रेटर मिक्स ऑफ फेजो अरेबिक वर्ड्स इन उर्दू एंड मोर ऑफ संस्कृत ओरिजिन वर्ड्स इन हिंदी एंड बोथ अपटिल द नाइनटीन सेंचुरी हैड द स्टेटस ऑफ कोलॉकियल टंग्स ओनली The devil was in the script, and the devil was born where else? In Bengal, in early nineteenth century. Since Hindustani was the lingua franca used in courts and for the conduct of commerce in East India Company colonies, at that time primarily the Bengal Bihar province, it was imperative for company officials to learn it, but. for formal instruction linguists realized the need to make the language less dependent on pejo arabic vocabulary and to bring it closer to the local eastern dialects especially braji which was more prevalent in bengal it would therefore also have to be in devnagari script so the first attempt to weed out the persian arabic words from hindustani or khadi boli and put together a lexicon of sanskritized Hindustani was made by pundits appointed by Dr John Gilchrist at Fort William College in Kolkata but we still don't have as yet the standard hindi in literary tradition it largely borrowed from braji and had no tradition in prose until then the first ever work in hindi was a translation of the bhagavad purana into hindustani bereft of any arabic persian words by lalu ji lal he is one of the first exponents uh, of hindi he was from gujarat 
It continued to be referred to as Khadi Boli for some time, but subsequently came to be named Hindi. And it was not spoken and read only by a few, a small group that subscribed to publications produced by a handful of printing presses in Kolkata. Branches in the northern province, present the UP, opened later. Thereafter, Hindi was in limbo for quite some time, especially after the introduction of Western education. In uh, northern provinces, it was read only by those who were into poetry appreciation and an even smaller section among them actually, since most still prefer poetry in Raji. But to whatever extent, Hindi remained within a limited circle with literary interests. Its existential crisis came with the decision of the East India Company in 1837 to replace Persian as bureaucratic language with local vernacular, which meant for greater part of northern India, Urdu. This was when the bongs came in. In Bengal, Bangla easily attained the status of official language in 1837, since it was already a well-established language. But as significant number of Bengalis moved westwards in the course of government service and settled in parts of Bihar and northern province, they noticed a reversal of status. Whilst in Bengal, the elite and educated, the politically and socially empowered with overwhelming representation in government service were the Bengali Hindus. In northern province, their Hindu brethren were secondary in the social order and the Urdu-speaking Muslims were the elites. The main cause for this was the primacy of Urdu and the Peshwa-Arabic script, as also the absence of a standardized language of the Hindus, who were viewed as rustic and uncultured. So the move to introduce vernacular as official and educational medium acquired a communal dimension here, as the vast majority of Hindus who wrote in Nagari were at a disadvantage. This is how the fate of Hindi language came to be associated with Hindu interests and Hindu nationality. To salvage the situation, the Hindi movement was started in the late 1860s, which in the northern province was born out of scores of uh, literary associations and groups, of which most were dominated by the Urdu proponents but a small number who were also those who understood the need to bring up Hindi. Prominent Hindus started writing petitions and tracts addressed to the government to have Nagari recognized as the written form of Hindustani. The most prominent of these uh, were Allahabad Institute and Banaras Institute, which were dominated by expatriate Bengalis. Interestingly, the people who stood in opposition to this were the UP caste community, who along with Kashmiri Brahmins and Muslims formed the main strength of the bureaucratic or clerical tribe. They were known as Amala class. They were comfortable with Urdu and thereby had a common cause with the Muslims. Many Hindus also wrote Hindustani in the Peshwa Arabic character, Daya Shankar Kaul. Brijnarayan Chakbast, Bismil, uh, Ram Prasad Bismil were some of the known Hindu Urdu writers. Even Harish Chandra produced a sizable body of Urdu verse and Raja Shiv Prasad, who had been in the Northwest uh, Education Department, continued to write in Urdu even though both favoured Hindi 
or Devnagri for purposes of representation. Premchand also was mostly an Urdu writer who switched to Hindi later due to its growing circulation in the latter period, but he kept vacillating between the two. But parallelly, a divergence was being affected as Hindi slowly started acquiring distinct character with Peshu-Arabic vocabulary gradually discarded in favour of Sanskrit origin words. But the biggest problem in Hindi was Gadyakava. Gadyakava was no Swaroop until standard grammar and syntax, which are necessary for composing prose. To overcome this deficiency, translations of Bengali works were made to lay the foundation of Hindi prose and over time used to produce the sizable body of literature to give Hindi the stature of a standard language. A pioneer of the Hindi movement and prose was Bhudev Mukhopadhyay, who first started the quest to have Devnagri established as official script in Bihar. That's where the Hindi movement began. He himself wrote in Hindi and did translations from Bengali, followed by Radhika Prashunno Mukherjee, Novin Chandra Rai and Harish Chandra. ये जो भारत इंदू का नाम बड़े गर्व से चुपकाए रखते हैं तिवारी जी अपने प्रोफाइल पे ये भी इसी बंगाली ग्रुप के थे। He knew Bangla well. His family roots were in Bengal for centuries. उनकी जमींदारी थी इस बंगाल में। शंदनगर और मुशीदाबाद। He himself used to do translations from Bangla to Hindi. Until 1930s, significant number of these Hindi periodicals and literature were produced from Kolkata. A lot of the initial literature has been produced by Brahmo Samaj Press. Ye jinko Hindi bhashi aajkal stooj kehte hain. Pata kakh na ho unke baare mein. In 1898, the Nagari petition was put up to Lieutenant General MacDonald of Northwestern Province to have Nagari script recognized for official script, which was finally accepted with the Nagari resolution that permitted the use of Nagari in courts, though in limited measure. When? In 1900. In Bihar, it was recognized about a decade earlier in 1880 due to the energetic efforts of Bhudar Mukhopadhyay and Radhika Purshurno Mukherjee. But until 1900, there is no official Hindi. And the recognized Hindi is still the same as Hindustani for all common purposes, except the uh, distinction in script. Some of the prominent figures of the Hindi movement were Raja Shiv Prasad, Umesh Chandra Sanyal, Dinanath Ganguly, Harish Chandra Garwal, Bharat Hindu, Jinko Kajatahe, Lakshmi Singh, Raja Jay Das, Rajendra Lal Mitro, Bangim Chandra Chattopadhyay, and many others. Babu Novin Chandurai of Roma Samaj and uh, Keshav Chandrasen through Pratna Samaj were mainly instrumental in the spread of this purified uh, Hindi language to other regions and through Arya Samaj who they urged to promote the cause of uh, Hindi alongside Sanskrit in the Gujarat Punjab regions. So Bengalis don't really have any antagonism towards Hindi. There is no cause for it. They were chiefly the force behind its growth and spread. But leaving their own pure Sanskritized language, there is no reason for Bengalis to accord precedence to Hindi. This is the same with some other regional tongues which have far superior, richer 
and ancient language and literary traditions. Now the reason for narrating this entire history is to understand a few things about the status of Hindi until the 1930s. Fact is, Hindi was not established as an official language. Its script was not established. In 1928, the Nehru report proposed to have Hindustani as the national language of India written both in Devnagari and Arabic scripts. So even until this time, the struggle to establish Nagari as a script for Hindi was going on. Secondly, Shuddha Hindi was not spoken anywhere. The people spoke Hindustani only. We still speak uh, Hindustani. Fact is, Hindi is a devised language for formal use. Tabi zaman pe Unlike Bangla, where even in natural speech, tatsam words flow fluently because it grew naturally. In ordinary interaction, you cannot speak Shuddha Hindi without sounding foppish. The same is true for Urdu, heavily infused with the Peshwa Arabic loan words, the kind that Pakistanis use these days for formal purposes. But this divergence was imperceptible in those days. The question was only which script will be admissible for it. And maybe after a lapse of a century, high Hindi does become the common medium of speech, but at that time it wasn't. Then Hindi was not standardized. The official terminology and phraseology was absent. The language for formal communication was not laid down. Hindi grammar was standardized in 1954. In case of Bangla, this happened over 100 years ago, in the beginning of the 19th century. Even Hindi orthography was standardized post-independence. But the script to dur, likhne mein sahi spelling kya hoge, uska tatthik nahi tha. Aur aap kehte hain, azad hind government ki formal communication devnagari mein honi chahiye thi. कितने लोग समझ पाते कितने लोग पढ़ पाते वो और क्या हवा में बातें करते हैं देन दिस ऑब्सेशन विद प्यूरिटी ऑफ हिंदी सुभाष बोस वाज नॉट ऑन अ लिंग्विस्टिक एंटरप्राइज दैट टाइम इन द मिडल ऑफ अ वर्ल्ड वॉर हिज प्राइमरी कंसर्न वाज फर्स्ट कैप्चरिंग अ पीस ऑफ लैंड व्हिच वाज इंपेरेटिव फॉर इंसेप्शन ऑफ एन इंडिपेंडेंट गवर्नमेंट लीविंग ऑल दिस ही शुड हैव कंसर्न हिमसेल्फ विद इनेनिटीज लाइक हिंदी वर्सेस हिंदुस्तानी कंटेंशन something that politicians could not resolve after decades of disputes, debates, discussions and petitions. He had nothing better to do. In all of this, he had to give him a chance 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 to give him a chance. What kind of pathetic, puny mentality is this that cannot appreciate any circumstance, any constraint except their own petty rouses. Tiwari complains that Bose himself did not know Hindi at this time. Strange as would seem for a cosmopolitan and well-traveled Bengali as he was, a forward block comrade of his later recalled how Bose engaged later that year a tutor in Kolkata to teach him Hindi or Hindustani, who later complained that his pupil was too lazy to sit down and learn Hindi, although he did learn enough to make speeches. Well, Bose did not need to learn Hindi or Hindustani any more than necessary for communication. You may wax eloquent on the benefits and charms of Shuddha Hindi, 
but it is just a linguist's indulgence at most. And this is the problem of language fanatics on both ends of the spectrum. Urdu chauvinists also have this stand. They considered Hindustani Gandhi Zuban and insisted on the use of heavily Persianized Urdu. But fact is, Sanskritized Hindi and Persianized Urdu are both artificial constructs and they both sound pretentious. Both were used for giving the airs of the better educated. For the greater part of the subcontinent, only Hindustani is the natural medium of communication and expression. So, Bose is unfortunately for you not wrong when he says that the distinction between Hindi and Urdu is an artificial one. Now, you can bhavna hai jode shuddh Hindi se ya Hindi bhasha ras mein dhukhiyan lagayin. Magar adhikanj bharatiyon ke liye Hindi ek sampark ke maathyam ke siwa aur kuch nahi hai. Aur is prayojan ke liye Hindi hindustani hi hai. Kyunki vahi uska swabhavik swaroop hai. Adhikarik prayog ke bahar. Historian Alok Rai describes the mental state of such people as Tiwari in the following words. Unlike his Bengali compatriots, the Hindi reformer and activist in the northwest province had to wrest his language from an entrenched class of people who were at least then his social superiors. Thus, the making of Hindi from Hindustani had an element of social disadvantage and resentment built into its foundations, which imparts an enduring anxiety to that invention, Shuddha Hindi. There are good historical reasons why the Hindiwala is quick to take offence and is forever burdened with the suspicion that he is hard done by and not given due consideration by those whose opinion he is too insecure to disregard. Kuch aise hi man hai, ji ki. There is another thing which one has to understand from this background. Language uh, as primary contributor to communal politics is unique only to this region, the Hindi belt. Consequently, this alarm bell association with purity of Hindi and Urdu, which if diluted compromises the very basis on which communal interests stand. But this is irrelevant for rest of India. Purity of Hindi as indication of Hinduness is a limited regional concern. For example, in Bengal, the purest Sanskritized Bangla is spoken by both Muslims and Hindus. For Muslim Bengalis, Bangla is indispensable and an inelectable component of their identity. They are as passionately attached to Bangla as any Hindu Bengali. In the middle of the heat of the 1926 riots, some Muslim groups from outside Bengal had tried to insert the Urdu for Muslims versus Bangla for Hindus rift. But it was the Bengali Muslims who vehemently turned it down. No Muslim group ever dared bring up the language issue again in Bengal politics. That's why there was the Bengali language movement in Pakistan in 1948. Bangla was patronized by Muslim sultans as much as the local Hindu potentates of Bengal since medieval times. Sadhu Bhasha, the archaic, heavily Sanskritized Bangla was used by both Hindu and Muslim writers. The latest and uh, last exponent of Sadhu Bhasha is a Muslim, uh, Bangladeshi, Dr. Salimullah Khan. To put it simply, a radical Bengali Muslim can pronounce jihad upon kafirs in pure Sanskritized Bangla.
so language has no relation to hinduness in for bengalis and most of india that's a hindi built peculiarity so subhash bose choosing hindustani for ina did not make him a lesser hindu it was just a decision to ease communication since it was the lingua franca what was understood was used it was not meant to establish the official status of a language or its script same applies to the adoption of the national anthem first of all the reason for adopting jan ganaman instead of vande mataram is because of the historical background that they were composed in vande mataram was a part of the novel anandmat by bangim chandra chattopadhyay as we all know it was written in the background of overthrow of muslim rule in bengal and welcomes the british as saviors this view is seen in many of the early nationalists like uh, ram mohan roy bangim chandra madan mohan malviya etc but this context had lost its meaning in the subsequent nationalist movements as indians slowly realized the kind of extremely exploitative and rapacious nature of british rule more debilitating than any previous islamic rule had been completely stripping the land of all resources and giving it nothing in return a veritable drain so much so indians did not have sufficient even to eat or cover their backs even cloth used to be rationed in those days so the later nationalists started understanding a need for muslims and hindus to cooperate rather than contend and focus on throwing off the british clinging like vampires to india it is not that leaders did not realize the predatory nature of islam but they prioritized independence for this purpose janganman was more conducive and the separatist muslims by the way had a problem with janganman also now considering the anthem for the purposes of ina Vande Mataram was a revolutionary slogan. It would be somewhat inappropriate for an organized army. The emotion, passion, and fury of a revolutionary is incompatible with the military. The primary quality of which is discipline. Moreover, there's too much of onus on Subhash Bose as being behind every tiny decision of INA. In reality, he did not look into uh, nitty-gritties at all. He himself did not know Hindi well. he used the help of his translator abid hasan safrani who was a devoted nationalist by the way prem sagal testified that he did not as much as look at what he signed uh, when he gave both the dispatches it was his job as military secretary to apply guidelines recommend who should be what and have the appointments published in official military gazettes both simply did not have enough people in his cabinet as peter ward fay puts it that he was obliged to be his own prime minister his own minister for war his own minister for foreign affairs and to consign the three remaining ministries in his modest cabinet to an army doctor meaning ac chatterjee a journalist anand mohan sahay and a female obstetrician not yet 30 years of age that was uh, lakshmi swaminathan lakshmi sahay it was Anand Mohan Sahai who as military secretary of Azad Hind Sarkar had tasked Major Abid Hasan and Mumtaz Hussain with the task of translation of Janaganman the music was 
composed by Captain Ram Singh Thakuri, who also composed the tune for Kadam Kadam Badhaya Ja. It was not picked up from Sikandar Yazam. Sorry, Sitaram Goyalji. Also, if one looks at the translation, there are barely five words of Peju Arabic origin in Subhshub Chan. The entire composition is in Hindi. It can't be called a literary classic, unlike the original, but it was done by army men, not great literatures. The idea behind commissioning the translation was to simply make it easily comprehensible. The original was composed in abstruse Sadhu Bhasha. This is the reason this entire nonsense started about Janagarman being composed in honor of George V because it is not understood by most people. In fact, this is a favorite kitsch among the Hindi devotees circulated and consumed eagerly. So, what is Sarvesh Tiwari even talking about? Also, the Azad Hind radio broadcasts were in all languages. Apart from English in Bengali, Tamil, Telugu, Kannada, Malayalam, Gujarati, Marathi, Punjabi, Gurkhali, Pashto and Hindustani. During Bose's tour of the Andamans as the Supreme Commander of Azad Hind Forge in September 1943, he got thousands of copies of the Tamil version of Savarkar's Indian War of Independence of 1857 printed and distributed among the public. So, his use of language was entirely utility based. Tiwari complains about the motto of Azad Hind Forge being in Urdu. But he does not mention that these were present on the insignias in all three languages. In Hindi, it read Ekta Vishwas Balidan. In Urdu, Ittifaq, Udmat, Kurbani. And in English, Unit, Faith and Sacrifice. The term Jai Hind had been coined during the formation of the Indian Legion by a Hindu, Champakaraman Pillai, not an Urdu advocate. Then the titles for the battle orders. They appear to have been invented from the word Tamgha, which means a medal. The Hindi word Padak was not coined, it was not known. One would have to delve in Sanskrit to figure out the Hindi word for a medal. And they were not linguists. Hindus called a medal a medal. So, what do they Medali Hind, Medali Bharat. Acha, inne VSM, AVSM, PVSM se koi apatti nahi hai. Vishishta Seva Medal, Lati Vishishta Seva Medal, Param Vishishta Seva Medal. Matab medal shab se problem nahi hai, sari problem tamgha shab se hai. Kyun? Dono hi to foreign origin shab se Just because Tiwari's sense of priority is off kilter, obsessing over Hindi, doesn't mean it would be the same for both. He had the nation's independence to think of. Lives of men were at stake. He had to think of ways to keep them motivated and to keep his army from floundering. Hindi ke biche jagmari ka time nahi tha unke paas. 